it, man. You can do whatever it is you want to do, man. Whatever it is you want to do. As long as you stay humble and hungry, right? Stay humble and hungry. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Four years, man. Four, Four years, years in the making right here, baby. Four years in the making, man. We did something that nobody's done in a very long time. Understand what's at stake, though. Understand what there, there is out there more for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This hat's fine and dandy. This hat and shirt's fine and dandy. But I'm the one that says yeah. Super Bowl chance, baby. Yeah. 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 Enjoy this. Enjoy the flight. Let's move on tomorrow. Family, I'll tell you what you do. Yeah. We're live right now. Hey, we're live. Everybody got me? Live. Let's go, baby. Every man do their job. 111. Playoff caliber defense. Let's go. No overthinking, right? Go play some ball. Go play some football. It's an exciting time to be a Buffalo Bill and a fan of the Buffalo Bills. Welcome back, everybody, to week 16 of the Sean McDermott Show, presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorney. Sean. Thanks, as always, for being here. You clinched the AFC East title with your win in Denver, first division title in a quarter century. What's it mean to you to be able to bring the division to this franchise and this fan base? Yeah, it means a ton. It really does, Steve. I mean, when you look back at kind of the moments for these four years and, and the way we've, we've been building this thing and, you know, the special moments that we, we, we've had now, that one when we got back uh, on Saturday night, Sunday morning, will forever be with me the rest of my life. It's just... Uh, Incredible moment, incredible scene in the locker room. Just really cool moment for, for us, for our fans, and for the uh, for the community as a whole. Yeah, you know, you, you did have, you had an incredible reception at the airport when you landed back in Buffalo. It was late Saturday night or actually early Sunday morning, and it's not the first time you guys have had a crowd waiting for you at the airport. Now, how, how does this moment compare to the other streak that you've already broken, the, the drought streak <laughs> when you came back in 2017? Do you remember back that far? This was this looked like a way bigger crowd. Yeah, it was, and, and, and I think I compare everything to, to that 2017 playoff berth. Um, now, that was, I think that was New Year's Eve day. Right. But I think overall there was more, more fans this time. And uh, we have new, new players on our team and, and new staff members as well this year that didn't really know and haven't really experienced the Bills Mafia. And so to have them now experience what, what I've experienced, now they see uh, why, this is, why this place is like it is. Yeah, well, let's talk about this last game for a minute. Your offense got off to a blazing start, and you really never slowed down. You guys wound up putting 48 points up on them. Josh put together another incredible performance. He had 359 yards through the air, two passing touchdowns, a couple more running. He hit 4,000 yards on the season. It's the second most in team history. What's it been like? How rewarding has it been for you to watch Josh develop and really take the next step this last season? It's been very rewarding just to watch Josh, not only this year, but the other years and his development and, and not just on the field, but off the field. He's so he's grown so much and not that he was in a position before where he wasn't what he is now. He was just young and young in the league. And there's just so much you don't know as a rookie when you throw in the quarterback position on top of it and all that comes with it. There's just there's just so much you don't know. And uh, he's just grown so much and uh, very proud of him and, and uh, the work that he's been able to put in. 
Coach, here we are a week after Steph Diggs had a huge game and he puts up another one against Denver. 11 catches for 147 yards. He set the franchise record for most catches in a season. He's 59 yards away from setting the franchise mark for receiving yards. How much is his season a testament to how far your offense has come since last year? Well, we wanted to go out and be very intentional about improving our offense this offseason with you know roster moves that, that we made. Uh, that mostly that Brandon made and but he and I had great conversations about hey where do we need to get better how can we take another step and I think also then the continuity that we had that we've had on on the staff as well as helped you know and and uh, and so I think Brian Dable has done a done a really good job with that and and uh, you know I think it's the first season we haven't had you know turnover on that side of the ball uh, for one reason or another and we've had that consistency um, so that's that's uh, worked well for us. Yeah, well, speaking of coming a long way, Jerry Hughes, the longest tenured Bill. He's been here since the beginning of your time with the team. He comes out, and in Denver, he has one of the great fumble returns I've ever seen from a defensive lineman. How special is it for you to share the success with guys like Jerry who have worked through all the tough times to get to this point? Yeah, I mean, it just uh, it was a surreal moment. Once he scored, it, it became surreal for me to watch him, the longest tenured Bill, to score, you know, and just to score in the game. Before that, Steve, I would tell you that I was not very happy with the way he was carrying the ball uh, necessarily uh, on his way to the end zone. So, you know, he and I were getting ready to have a conversation about uh, taking care of the football until he scored. Then I had to let him off the hook, quite honestly. So, Right. Well, he's a former running back, so some habits die hard, right? Yeah. Hey, I've heard those. I've heard those that story, too, about him being a former running back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Coach, you're 4-0 since your bye week. Your defense has improved immensely. You forced turnovers in the last nine straight games. You've had multiple takeaways in four out of the last six. Obviously, you've gotten some guys back from injury, but how has Leslie Frazier turned your defense around in the second half of this season? Yeah, you know, much like Brian, uh, Dave on the offensive side, Leslie does a great job leading our defense. Really, he's really been a steady hand for us and a consistent presence. Uh, you know, he, he's got NFL experience and wisdom beyond his years, just in terms of how he handles things. You know, and our defensive staff as a whole, I think, combined with Leslie, they're, they're very collaborative in terms of how they approach each game plan and, and then the adjustments they make during the, during the game. So um, I think Leslie's done a great job spearheading that movement of improving our defense. Uh, to where it is and the players and it's been fun to watch the players have taken a very ownership approach to it as well as a very aggressive approach to how we're playing yeah well thanks coach we're going to catch up with you later in the show to get your final thoughts on your upcoming matchup with the patriots on monday night football chopping wood is presented by saint bonaventure university the official education provider of the buffalo bills Welcome back to the Sean McDermott Show, and it's now time to break down the film with our good buddy Eric Wood in another edition of Chopping Wood. E, the Bills hung 48 points on the Broncos, and they scored six touchdowns. It was maybe the most complete game they played all year on both sides of the ball. What did you see from the Bills in their division-clinching win? Lately, the Bills have been playing complimentary football, offense and defense, both playing dominant as of late. And in this game, we saw the Bills score in a variety of ways. Josh ran it in. They threw for touchdowns. There was a Singletary long run for a touchdown. And for back-to-back -back weeks, the Bills' defense adds a score. 
Well, Eric, let's look at all the touchdowns. Let's start by the ones that we won't go into the ones they didn't score that got called back. It seemed like there was 38 touchdowns scored in this game by the Bills, but six of them counted. And we'll start with Josh Allen's first passing touchdown to Dawson Knox. We've said it throughout this season, but Josh Allen is so effective rolling to his right. And on this play early in the game, they run play action, actually a play action fake to Diggs, which draws a lot of the defender's eyes. And Dawson Knox stays alive in this play, is able to get separation at the end. And Josh Allen throws a great accurate ball in the red zone. And these windows are tight. And as you roll out, those windows change for the defense. And Josh does a great job of finding Knox here. Yeah, and then on the next drive, we saw Josh do it once again with his legs, 24 yards for a rushing touchdown. What did you see here? This is a classic example of what Josh Allen can do to dictate what defenses a defensive coordinator can even dial up. They run man free here. And as Singletary gets out of the backfield, he actually gets two blocks down the field. But as Josh Allen escapes a line of scrimmage, there's a five man rush and they run a twist up front, which flushes him out of the pocket. But when he breaks a line of scrimmage, if you're running man defense and there's no eyes on him, he's going to make you pay. And he does it here for a 24 yard touchdown run. Yeah, he got a chance to show it off with his legs, but he also showed off his arm just before the half. The Bills got a new receiver involved, Jake Kumaro. Break this down, E. They moved Jake Kumaro here, and the fact that they have a linebacker lined up over him signals to Josh that it's going to be zone defense. The safeties are split in the middle of field, and Josh throws an absolute rifle of a throw to Kumaro, hits him perfectly in stride to split the safeties for Jake's first touchdown of the season. Yeah, we've been talking also about the Bills' goal line offense all year. Here's another look with two eligible offensive linemen. How about this set for Brian Dayball? Ty Inseki is an eligible receiver on the back side of the play at the bottom of the screen here. And Ryan Bates was actually in a bunch formation to the right. And it looked like they were trying to sneak Ty Inseki out on the back side of the play. The Broncos did, defense did a great job of being disciplined and staying with him. But as Josh decides that he can't throw it back, to Ty Inseki. He just does it with his legs, makes a defender miss in the backfield, and goes in for the touchdown. And then right after the kickoff, after that touchdown, the defense adds to the scoring. This time, Trey White forces the fumble. Jerry Hughes has one of the great returns I've ever seen. Eric, break this down. So at the top of the screen, you see a tight split by the receiver. We've seen this a couple times this year where Leslie Frazier will dial up Tredavious White actually coming on a blitz. It's very tough for a, an offense to ever expect that one of the best cover corners in the league is going to come on the blitz. He gets the sack fumble. Jerry Hughes, the former high school running back, which he reminded me of after the game uh, when I sent him the congratulatory text, makes one of the best runs of the season for the Buffalo Bills, and that's the Bills' defensive end, their star pass rusher, who's always hustling, always making plays for this defense, makes an incredible run back for the touchdown. In the fourth quarter, the Bills are just trying to run out the clock. Devin Singletary breaks one. What happened on this run? The Bills' four-minute offense, running the ball out at the end of the game, has been really effective. Matt Barkley comes in for one snap, and on the first play of the series, Devin Singletary runs outside zone to the left. He's able to make one guy miss at the line of scrimmage. Then he's off to the races. Devin Singletary doesn't necessarily have complete breakaway speed, but his ability to make defenders miss has been on display all season long, and he takes this one in for the touchdown to really just hammer home the Broncos at the end of the game. Yeah, it was great to see the Bills lock up the division title with such a strong performance in Denver. Eric, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure, Steve.
Maddie Glab here with this week's game preview. The AFC East champs are heading to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Buffalo is one win away from sweeping New England for the first time since 1999. The 6-8 Patriots are on a two-game losing streak, averaging just 7.5 points per game over that span, while the 11-3 Buffalo Bills have won the last four games. New England ranks 27th, averaging just over 20 points a game. They've struggled in the air, averaging only 185 passing yards a game, which is good for 30th, but have found success on the ground, ranking 6th, averaging 145.4 rushing yards per game. The Patriots' defense ranks 11th, allowing 345 yards per game and only allows 21.5 points per game. The Bills' offense ranks 5th, scoring 29.1 points per game and 2nd, averaging 278 passing yards a game. They have the best third down conversion rate in the NFL, converting 50.9% of the time. Josh Allen is the first Bill in franchise history to have more than 4,000 passing yards and at least 30 passing touchdowns in a single season. The Bills' defense has turned a corner since their Week 11 bye. Since Week 12, they tie for fifth, allowing only 18.8 points per game and have the third most interceptions during that time with five. They have also been allowing only 87.3 rushing yards per game, which is the second least in the league over that span. The Patriots lead the series against the Bills 76-44-1. That's this week's game preview. Steve, back to you. Thanks, as always, Maddie. Coach, you've clinched a division title and a home playoff game, but you still have two games left in the regular season. How important are these next two games? Well, they're very important. Uh, you know, we're facing a team that has won the division for uh, multiple, multiple years, and uh, it's at their place. And, and, and then after that, it's another good opponent that's playing very well this year in the Miami Dolphins. So we'll take them one at a time, respect both teams, uh, and make sure we're focused on ourselves and improving what we do and, and uh, continuing with that growth mindset. Yeah, Coach, you've had a number of firsts this year. What would it mean for you to get your first win in Foxborough as head coach of the Bills? Yeah, it would mean a tremendous amount uh, to get number to get number 12. We just have so much respect for those guys and what they've been able to accomplish uh, for so long. And and uh, but it's going to take a lot of hard work this week and and uh, for us to play our best football when we go up there uh, over there uh, Monday night. Thanks, coach, and good luck this week against New England Patriots. We're going to be back next week to recap your game against the Patriots and preview your Week 17 matchup against the Dolphins. And for everybody at home, thanks for watching the Sean McDermott Show presented by Connors and Ferris. And as always, go Bills. Final Thoughts is presented by your local Toyota dealers. The Sean McDermott Show is presented by Connors and Ferris, your workers' comp attorneys. By Independent Health, you deserve the red shirt treatment. And by your local Toyota dealers.